a drunk person playing a sonic claw machine saying, oh give me God. my son. I'm Tabitha Tatro. And I'm Lauren Learman. And welcome to the Performance Anxiety Podcast, where everybody is anxious at all times. That is incredibly accurate. So... Our guest today, also I apologize, I forgot to ask on a brief description of the highlights of your career, but if you want to give a brief description of what you do, Mr. Ryan. Yeah, I could do that. My name's Colin Ryan. Uh, I am one of the co-founders of Clearwater Comedy, a group that produces stand-up comedy shows, uh, primarily in Eau Claire, but throughout western Wisconsin. Um, I have a radio show on Converge Radio called This Must Be The Place. Um, I produce live events, uh, primarily comedy, but other stuff too. Yeah. Uh, you also forgot to mention that he also hosts amazing trivia at the Plus when uh, before the pandemic. Yeah, write it all myself. How about that action? That also. And also that he's one of the, uh, I know he won't say this himself, but I'm going to. He's one of the chillest, most amazing people I have ever met. Oh, ever. no, I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> and is truly, like, this is a complete honor to have on this show. Cullen Ryan is oh, here. Oh, it's, the honor is all mine. I'm happy to be here. Well, we're glad to have you. Yeah. So... To get right into the meat of it. Let's do it. What is a time like when either you were like performing stand-up or any time that you were just like on stage by yourself that you felt like really, really anxious? Uh, well, that really probably only went away like in the last year or two. Uh, I've been doing stand-up since 2009. And, and I remember the first time I did it, it. The goal was to do it before I turned 30, right? And so I went to Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis where I got started and watched the open mic and went to as many shows as I could for like three or four months. And uh, I got it before I was 30, but like while I was up there, I was just shaking to the point where it was visible everywhere. Just unbelievable anxiety. Um, yeah, and I, I still get it too if I'm performing in a new room. It's just like, oh my God, they're all gonna hate me. This is gonna be the worst thing ever. But one of the most gratifying things is conquering that. You know, yeah. it feels great. How do you conquer that? Like when you're up there and you're shaking, like how do you get through it? Deep breaths and concentrate on the material. Trust yourself, you know? And the worst thing that's going to happen is that you're going to fail and that's not that big of a deal. <laughs> Just realizing it's really not that big of a deal. Wow, I sucked is not the worst thing. You didn't hurt anybody. You just did a bad job. Who cares? It does not matter. That's a really good mindset. Yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah. really good. It that's, really does not matter. I got to write that down somewhere yeah. and like stick it on a sticky note on my mirror. Because every time I even get close to failing, that's when my anxiety comes out. That I'm like, everyone is going to hate you if you fail at this. Yeah. You might as well just give up now and cry. Do you hate people when they do bad? Or do you feel bad for them on the inside? Just I think mean, of most people feel bad for the person if it's yeah. going poorly. Most people feel bad, and yeah. a lot of times most people don't even notice. Exactly, exactly. It's never as bad as you think it is. And even if it's bad, people will people can relate to it. It's not the end of the world. It's right. really not. Yeah, it's sort of humbling in a way, too. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's not like you committed a war crime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it's true. I have yet to do that. Yeah. You heard it here first. Colin Ryan has not committed not a war crime. Not war criminal. Yet. Yeah. Yet. 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 We can't yet. rule it out. Yeah. The Geneva Convention is a checklist. 
<laughs> That's how we do. So you do a lot of like when performing stand-up, hosting trivia, or even being like, as you said, on Converge Radio. Yeah. Is there a different type of anxiety that you would like feel or like does it feel different compared to like being on stage in front of people versus being on uh, radio? Radio is easy because uh, you're in a studio and you can just pretend like you're talking to one person because there is no audience per se. You just kind of go. And you also, this little secret of the trade, folks, you record your radio show before it airs. So if you screw up, you can edit it. <laughs> so it's not that big of a deal that if you call somebody the wrong name, oh, yeah, that's right. That, that song is not by you 2 It's by a different band. You know, you can go back and fix it. Uh, no, uh, live performance is um, by far the most anxiety-riddled uh, and by far the most gratifying at the same that's the that's the payoff it's uh when it goes well it's so much better yeah yeah 100 percent. is there a different like again like kind of the same question but i guess in a different way that you feel when because you host a lot of events especially post pandemic well not post pandemic but right. better pandemic vaccinations of hosting these incredible um outdoor concerts yeah yeah and yeah. like putting these events together is there a different type of like oh my god is anybody gonna like show up or do you feel like really confident when you're more planning rather than being on I'm stage never confident <laughs> ever <laughs> ever no no the reason I'm a performer is because I'm never confident you understand this right putting that on a cross yeah. stage uh, it's yes, absolutely yes. true <laughs> No, like there, there's something broken inside of me where I need validation from some something other than myself. I'm well aware of this. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not delusional. I know, I know why. Like I need people to like me. It's it's gross. Well, <laughs> I'm being called out I, today. <laughs> You're putting into words everything I've been trying to express to myself and come to terms with, right, and right. I feel a little personally attacked. No, Colin, you remember how you said in a good way. It is incredibly validating to know that like. The things I feel are things that other people yeah, feel. Because yeah. normally I feel like it's just me and I'm messed up. Yeah, but but I also know that I'm not a sociopath and I, I'm not like in this ego monster because like I'm fine with uh, failing and uh, like putting myself out there as a way to keep that in check. I, I don't know. I mean, that's also really great. So how did you think that getting there to being like okay with failure? Because I know personally that is a huge thing for me is yeah. being afraid of failure. Uh, you do it a bunch of times, then it just becomes something. It's fine. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, it, it, it's, I mean, it really is just about conquering fears. It's one of the things I fear the most. People, people rejecting me, feeling alone, feeling lonely. It's the worst feeling in the world. I hate it. So like if I go out there and uh, connect with people, it makes me feel better. And I hopefully make other people's day a little bit better too by being entertaining. It's the that's the trade off, you know. Yeah. So and, I know, uh, yeah. not on the list, but now I'm curious. Is there like a like a particular failure that has happened in your performance where that like just sticks out in your mind? Something that still Ooh. like haunts you, you know, when you can't sleep at night. <laughs> what are your nightmares, deepest fears? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I I'm assuming other people do this too, but I lay in bed and then it's like, oh, remember that one time you tripped that guy in eighth grade and your math teacher got mad at you? Yeah. Like those kind of cringy moments. That, that sort of stuff happens all the time. Um, yeah. None I really care to talk about on a podcast. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> you know, like those personal private moments, of course, I have dozens. But uh, performance-wise, I mean, just the early days of open mic, just getting nothing. You know, doing a bit that you had practiced and written and like, oh, this is so funny. They're going to laugh right here. And then nothing happens. Oh. It's the worst. That happened to me all the time, like when I first started. It, it it took me a year and a half to have a set that I know for a fact was good from the beginning to the end. I would have good jokes, but a, a whole set that was good and never perfect. This is an imperfectible art form. Yeah. You know, stand-up is impossible to perfect. Um, yeah, but like I, I just remember the second I got off stage, I walked up to my friends and they were just like... Oh boy, that was rough. And then I just chugged my beer and went outside and smoked like four cigarettes. Yeah. But uh, I also, yeah, there was one time I entered a comedy contest and I was just like, I'm going to win this shit. Uh, it's on a Wednesday night. Nobody's going to be here. There's not going to be that many people. There's not going to be pros. I'm going to win. And it was at uh, an Irish bar in downtown Minneapolis. And uh, I think there were eight entries, eight people entered. And the plan was, you know, like, oh, we'll have a top six, and then people in the audience vote on their favorite out of the top six. Oh, God. So you do. So everybody gets a set, and then only the top six perform. I did not make it into the top six <laughs> out of eight. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, I invited all my coworkers, and all my coworkers were there, and I just bombed it, just ate total fucking shit. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> It's horrific. Yeah. But you got past that. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah. It, it, I, I bet that, so like after it had finished, like when you were done yeah. and you were like, well, I didn't make it. How did you grow past that to be able to keep doing comedy? I love comedy. I, I love listening to it, watching it. And um, it's just something I wanted to do. I mean, I, I came out of like doing theater growing up. I did a lot of theater. I was like, I was the Cowardly Lion in The Wizard of Oz. I was Aladdin in one production. Yeah, I, I did a ton of theater. And then I did radio in college. Uh, but then, you know, and then I did community theater a little bit after college. Uh, I was in a production of Moon Over Buffalo in River Falls, no which was really fun. No way. Who'd you, who'd you play? I don't remember. This is like 15 years ago. But I was... <laughs> Moon over Buffalo. <laughs> I, I was like the the, the uh, like the stagehand, like assistant guy who was a little bit tight. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, a little bit anxious. And, I played yeah. his girlfriend. Yes, yeah, I made out with you. Yes, different version. Different tabby. There's a scene where we made out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in in the spirit realm, but um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I did all that, but then like I went and saw. A, Paul F. Tompkins is the person I went and saw. I went and saw him do stand-up at a rock club in Minneapolis. And uh, I was just blown away by it. Uh, I listened to his album twice a day for six months. I would listen to it on the way to work, on the way home from work. I just loved it, loved it, loved it. And I always liked stand-up. Um, I remember when we had, like, uh, rain days in school, I would, like, act out like old bits from the Ed Sullivan show my dad had on tape in front of the class. Like I would do Alan King bits in fifth grade in front of the class. It didn't make any, like what? Like obviously I liked this all the time, but I never knew how to do it, how to get started. And after seeing that show and not having the avenues or the time, because I was a new father, to really be involved in something cooperative and scheduled uh, in order to get, like, get the performing bug out, stand-up seemed like a way to do it. You know what I mean? Because it's, you do it, yourself and you can make your own schedule with it you know yeah 100 yeah. yeah and i 
And then it was just like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is what I should have been doing the whole time. I love this more than anything else, you know? And, yeah. like, you've grown so, like, uh, you like you grew the scene here. That's, people say that all the time, and I, I understand why they say that, but it's just, there's no way in hell I would have been able, can I swear on this? Yes, I swear. you can. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there's no way in fucking hell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that uh, I would have been able to do it without my friends like Ryan and Christina and Jordan and Eric and everybody. We we all just enjoyed each other's company, and that was part of it. I, I, yes, I was there at the be- like the scene that we have in quotes. Sure, but I will. I refuse to take credit for it. <laughs> at the same time, you know that's honestly amazing though because I know that you don't want to take credit for it and anything but the fact that you guys as a group were able to be like we work really well together and we know that this is something that this community needs yeah yeah and the the how much it has grown since then is yeah immense yeah it's pretty bonkers that a city of like 70,000 people can have like Grammy winners and and Emmy winners and you know have like special shot here that's pretty bonkers yeah we're pretty lucky also a little bit off script but i just want to ask so when you are booking people for like let's say either like your back like backyard shows or like when you were booking them at the plus and stuff like that yeah was there ever an anxiety of being like what if they don't show up or like what if like they say no or do you just kind of like is it just part of like the gig uh that's a really good question that's probably that's not something i've really thought about a lot um there aren't a lot of people who say no i mean I pay people. They want to make money. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times, nobody will just say, no, I don't want to work your room. Fuck you. People don't do that. They're just like, they're like, oh, it just won't work out this time. I'm too busy or whatever. Like, you get that. You know, it's the entertainment industry. Everybody is worried about making somebody angry. That's why Harvey Weinstein got away with his shit for decades. Oh yeah. <laughs> everybody would be nice to a fault, but it's fake, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But nobody's been like, that to me it's like i've i've been able to get almost anybody i've asked there's the only people that i haven't been able to get that i've asked about they've said oh it's just not enough money and i'm like yeah fair enough i get it yeah and that's that's actually interesting like super right? interesting to yeah. me as like because you've gotten some amazing guests i know and it's just like i always like the fact that they're just like oh yeah fuck yeah let's do this yeah and like just matt matt uh, I don't want to say the number, but it's lower than you think, okay? Matt Bronger did our show on, like, a Tuesday night, and he had a Super Bowl commercial that, this last year. Oh, my yeah. God. Like, he, and, like, trust, whatever number you think it is, it's lower, is what I paid him. Wow. <laughs> but, do you think that might have to do with, like, because I'm not saying this is, like, oh, man, like, they're going lower, but... Do you think that part of it, I mean, this is just as like me as an artist where I would be willing to compromise on like price or anything like that. If it was something that, if it was a, somebody that I really knew and I really liked and B, I knew that it was like. Going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly. Yeah. And we're lucky that we're between two cities. Yeah. Minneapolis, Madison, you know, people love working both of those places. We're right there in the middle. Might as well stop there. 
Yeah, yeah. get a couple extra bucks. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's uh, so there's a lot of yeah. It's I don't really have anxiety about that stuff. It just kind of happens. And when when com- comics, uh, you know, there's about ten thousand working comedians in the country. There's a thousand that I like. Um, <laughs> you know, and we, everybody knows each other. It's a very insular group of people. And, you know, once word gets out that a place pays well and treats you well and they're nice people, people want to work your room. And we've been lucky enough to have that. I mean, I I had copious amounts of anxiety about it when we first started. I mean, it was never ending. It was just like, oh, is this enough? Like 40 emails, a thousand texts between my friends. Like, should I say this or should I say this? <laughs> and, uh, you know, once that all, <laughs> once once you start doing it, it's, it's, it's like it's like learning anything. It's it, You're fine. It, it's like, hey, yeah, we can give you this. We can give you this. Blah, 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 blah. Everything kind of falls into place. Yeah. So it's more of that, like, just doing it. Like yes. being able to just yes. constantly exposing yourself yes. to that I could not agree more yes that's, take that's, that out of context <laughs> on exposing yourself that's, that's gonna be the clip for this episode that goes in before the intro no but like young young artists like the thing is like just find people who are already doing what you want to do and ask them questions half of them are gonna be so happy to talk to you they're gonna love it they're like oh that's awesome yeah half the other half will be dicks ignore the dicks you know, ignore them. Find the people who want to talk to you because I guarantee you there are. That's, there are people. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, like, if you find the right people, they can save you, like, a year of just treading water. They can help you out so much if you find the right people. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that's how it was with us. I mean, we talked to some comedians who had booked shows before. Like, hey, what's fair to offer? Like, what what do comics want you to say in this situation? And that saved us so much time, just talking to people like Tim Harmston, Mary Mack, two local, or not local, well, semi-local Midwest comedians who really held our hand through the early stages and really kind of showed us the way. Without them, we would have just had to figure it out on our own and thankfully they were there, so. Yeah, so not being afraid to just ask those questions. Which, honestly, at that point too, it's just like, you know, you want to be able to book those things and they have that, they might have that insider knowledge and being comfortable enough to be like, Hey man, we want to be able to do this. Right. What would you suggest? I think that that's something that is very, a lot of people want to know, but are afraid to ask. Yeah. 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 And it's also easy to get bogged when you let anxiety kind of run your day or run your feelings on stuff you can get bogged down in the details when it's like look the smaller things i can figure out as i go the big things just get a big picture and then find your own way within the structure you know i i i will be honest i i do hate it when people are like uh should i go up with my voice here or down with my voice there i don't fucking know (laughs) just go up on stage figure it out that that's the sort of questions i can't answer for you Mm -hmm. But if like you want to talk about like structure of a joke, I'm happy to go over that with you. We can we can talk about those things. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. Don't don't obsess over like the minor details. You have to think in your head like this. Is this a problem I can figure out soon sooner rather than later? I think I can. Then just just go for it. The thing about being a performer of any any 
like any respect. Even the most famous people in the world, like half the people in the world don't give a shit. You know? Like there more than half the people in the world don't give a shit about George Clooney. You know? No. Yeah. Nobody cares. You know? Nobody yeah. cares. That's, like that 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 does help with the anxiety. It's just like, yes, this is really important to me, but is it important? Probably not. <laughs> you know, step outside of yourself and just this is supposed to be fun. Yes, it's hard work. Yes, I'm trying to get to an emotional place. But that's supposed to be exploratory and mean something. Even if I have to, the meaning just comes from me and internally, that's fine. You know, it, it just, yeah, just relax about it. Yeah. And that's an amazing mindset that yeah. I think a lot of. It's also impossible, but you have to tell yourself that. <laughs> Constantly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go in the mirror and be like, yeah. you. Yes. This yeah. is why you put sticky notes on your mirror yeah. of all your affirmations. Yeah. It's a good thing that this doesn't matter. It doesn't mean I'm not going to put effort into it. It's, it's yeah. 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 Nothing matters. Eat yeah. Arby's. We're yeah. living in a yeah. simulation. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. Is there a particular guest, whether music, comedy, or anything that you are like, would love to have. Yeah. Uh, are you allowed to say? There's so many. There's so many. All right, top I mean, three. <laughs> uh, uh, I really want, I, I write, like it, uh, I feel like saying it out loud just makes me look like such a dweeb, but like if Maria Bamford would ever come and do Eau Claire, uh, I would lose my goddamn mind. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I mean, Paul F. Tompkins, if he ever tours with comedy again, I will do whatever I can to make that happen. I will go into debt for the rest of my life to make it happen. <laughs> but he doesn't really do stand-up anymore. He does, like, improv and, like, group activity stuff. It, 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 the chances of that happening are slim to none. Um, uh, Nick Swartzen is somebody I think I could get pretty easily if he just agreed to it because he lives in Minneapolis half the year. That's true. And I think that would be really fun. I think people would go nuts for that. Oh, I think yeah. it would sell out and... I've heard he's really fun to hang out with, and I would like to hang out with Nick Swartzen. Yes. <laughs> Nick, yeah. listen to me. <laughs> We're going to send you this podcast. Yeah. You cannot say no. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a writer for um, uh, The Other Two and some other shows named Joel Kim Booster. Oh! Uh, who is one of the funniest people I've ever seen that I would love. Uh, Grace Freud is a writer for Rick and Morty who's been to the Plus a bunch of times, and... Uh, Really excited to have Grace Freud back as soon as we can. That would be just heaven to see Grace again. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, she performed, when was that, 2019? Yeah, I think last time, yeah, with Sarah Squirm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that was, uh, that was a great show. <laughs> yeah, and Sarah went on to get have a show on Adult Swim, uh, like, a couple months after that. And uh, wrote, I know she wrote for uh, Eric Andre's special. She wrote some of yes. the jokes for that. Yeah, so. I, I, I got into Eric Andre very late in the game. Yeah. But then I went down a rabbit hole and then I went, why was I not here sooner? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, that happens to me all the time with, with so many things, music especially. Like, how did I not hear about this before? You know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, I'm, I personally, I always feel anxious when I talk about music because I'm not very knowledgeable about it. Right, right. Yeah, I'm with you. And yeah. I go, yeah, I really like this song. And then I feel bad because I cannot name the band to save my life, oh, which sure. is important. Yeah, because they're the ones who made it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's me that's like, yeah, it goes like, and they're like, 
like, what? And I'm like, fucking Shazam it. I don't care. <laughs> I'm literally the person who has that knowledge. You can ask me. Yeah. That's but, why we balance each other out, right. Lauren. I, 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 if you'll allow me to tell a really funny story for a second. Let's hear it. Back in the day, well before Shazam was a thing, when uh, we were still buying cassette tapes. Oh, wow. I remember one morning I was sitting up and watching TV and... For whatever reason, the channel I was watching that did not normally play music videos was playing the music video for Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. A week later, my mom and I go to Walmart and she goes up to the guy at the counter in the music section and she's like, hey, um, there's a song I heard and I really like it and I don't know what it is. So do you know the song? And she starts singing Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. And little third grade me goes, mom. It's Iris by the Google Dolls. Please stop singing. (laughs) (laughs) Ma'am. But I was basically like little mini Shazam already in third grade. But yeah, if I was nine or ten and my mom started singing in Walmart. Singing in Walmart and expecting this poor cashier to know exactly what song she was singing. I feel like I Uh, I would find the nearest cliff and you would never see me again. (laughs) Just live under the cliff. (laughs) I was so used to my mom's antics by then. I was live under it. (laughs) Yeah. Good real estate. <laughs> Why did I get blessed with all this anxiety and then there's people yeah, like the, that yeah, out there? Clueless, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Just people with no just, sense just of self. Just take mine. Yeah. I'm sick of crying all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's that stereotype of, uh, you know, theater kids that are like, oh, they'll sing anywhere. Or music kids are like, oh, they'll sing anywhere. Which yeah. is true. No, yeah, sure <laughs> is, yeah. But there's some of them that are like, because I heard of that stereotype, I am deathly afraid. Right. That if mm-hmm. I don't know it, I will not do it like right. actually I'll like be stupid about it right 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 yeah uh, boy yeah I mean with stand-ups it's like uh, there's nothing worse than like oh yeah you do stand-up tell me a joke oh god please leave me alone kick him <laughs> like, under that cliff yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I know that's the curse of being in performing arts is like as uh, soon yeah. as somebody finds out you do that they're like oh okay yeah. for me it's always oh you're a singer sing something yeah I know Oh, you do improv? Yeah. Name a... Yeah. Yeah. Do a joke. Yeah. But on that (laughs) Colin, do you have any upcoming projects you'd like to promote? Yeah, I have a show called This Must Be The Place uh, that's about music and memory and how songs that we love connect us to moments in our lives and then ultimately to each other. That's the tagline. Uh, So talk about the history of a song and why it's important or a specific memory associated with the song and uh, why it's cool. I have guests and interview people. I've had Soren Staff from Them Cooley Boys as a guest. Uh, Eric Christensen from Sniffle Party as a guest. Uh, Yeah, just uh, had a lot of fun doing that. And uh, yeah, 5 p.m. on Tuesdays is when that airs. Heck yeah! So yeah. go ahead, check that out. I know I will. Me yeah. too. Freaking love it. Yeah, and, and look if if you if you want to be a performer, just do it, and don't worry about the anxiety. You will conquer it, and find people that you like making stuff together with, and it makes it so much better. Heck yeah! Mm. Yeah. What and I'm. That is actually like the best advice. Yeah, it really yeah, is. For real. Yep. Well, Cullen, thank you for being on. It's a lot of fun. Thanks. I'm so glad you came. Yeah, we same. love you so much. I love you too. Well, I'm Tab the Tatro. And I'm Lauren Learman. And we still don't have an outro fucking deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> the Performance Anxiety Podcast is brought to you by Performance Anxiety Inc. For more information about our mission, upcoming projects, and how to get involved, visit us at the link in the episode note.